I miss working with women. I really do. They're fantastic. Like working in post production, <laughs> you like it's a it's like a boys club. Mm-hmm. You know, fart smells and you know, yeah. same clothes every day kind of shit. You uh-huh. know, and don't nobody appreciate my aesthetic. You know, <laughs> Girl, girls give you like subtle compliments that will make your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a new jacket. You're like, it is a new jacket, <laughs> and you just feel good. And then, yeah, this is how I knew. Working with women for the summer was great because at the end of the summer, we had this new girl. Mm -hmm. She was taking over for the rest of the season. And one day she was stressed out. Something came up in my body. I was like, ah, something's wrong with her. (coughs) I was like, something's up. I don't know what it is. Did your mincy sink? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Our, Our senses were all synced up. And then when she left, I said, hey, Something's something's up with her. Um, I don't know what's going on, but you know, I'll step out. And you know, they're like, "No, it's fine." And then, like towards the end of the day, she was typing and she just started crying, and all the girls like tended Swan, to her. Yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, I was right." And, <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl who I said it to looked at me. She was like, "Yep, you're. That's what happens. Your intuition gets keen." Wow. I was sharp. <laughs> feeling emotions that I didn't know I could feel. I was just thinking, like, working with girls, they make sure you get, like, cupcakes and shit on your birthday. Yeah. You know, like, dudes would be like, oh, it's your birthday? So? <laughs> well, that's what's up. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're not yeah. going to say happy birthday. <laughs> right, they didn't even go say happy birthday. <laughs> as, a, as a guy, I don't like announcing that it's my birthday. You and want I, people to know. And yeah, then, I want know, people to know. To celebrate you. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be a thing. I don't want it to be a big surprise either. I just want it to be like, oh, it's your birthday. And I'm like, oh, you remembered. That's all I need. <laughs> that is it. So do you walk around telling people when your birthday is? So they no. Can remember? So people no. are just supposed to guess when it's your birthday? Yeah. If you're what my friend, of, you're supposed to know. But, okay, if you never mention it, how, <laughs> uh, you leave your birth certificate around? Like, how do you, how people know? Just through conversation. But I don't expect it. I But I like when it happens but I'm not mad when it doesn't you know you know the situation with me is my birthday is always on or around Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. I'm already the middle child so I just never ever feel celebrated like I'm the middle child so I feel like I don't have like this you know specific kind of place you know Mm -hmm. but then my birthday's on a holiday some some years so it's like people will be like oh fuck that let's just go cut the sweet potato pie or let's you know you have some turkey or whatever and oh it's your birthday too you get the first Crack at the turkey. It's like, bro, I don't even eat meat. Yeah, that that must suck. I have a couple of friends who are middle children, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm the only child, so I only child, it, both parents. You know, I'm. That sounds like the golden child. What it sounds. You grew up with it in a two parent household as the only child. It's the closest thing to white privilege. <laughs> 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 My friends go in on me, but and they say I'm privileged, but I'm like, bro, it's just it was just easier for my parents. Yeah, they did, of, they struggled. Yeah, but you know, speaking of parents, it was a uh, Father's Day this past Sunday. Yes, Father's Day. Let me tell you something. I always talk about how I came from a petty household. Nobody ever believes me, but I remember one time. <laughs> I remember one time, and my friends are gonna die. They know this story. I remember one time. Uh, I live, I'm from Miami, Florida. People know that. And it's hot in Miami. So I had the ceiling fan running, like, the whole day because not only is it hot, you don't want to walk into a stuffy a room, you know? So I had my ceiling fan on, you know, just moving, you know? 
So my dad, shaking. you know, so my dad was like, yo, when you leave that room, turn that motherfucking ceiling fan off. So I was like, all right, God, I got you, I got you. Now, mind you, this was like after I had like, came back from college, so I feel like I'm a little grown. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I graduated in December, came home. This has got to be like February. This is right after the shine wears off. You know what I mean? You done graduated. They treat you right that first month. Uh-huh. After the shine wears off, you just a nigga in the other room. You feel me? So <laughs> my dad kept telling me, hey, turn that ceiling fan off. Turn that ceiling fan off. I was like, I'm just, you know, yeah, just relax, you know? I went to the bathroom. He expected me to turn it off when I go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, came back, ceiling fan out the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> All you see is the this nigga must have WWF jumped off the rails and snatched that bitch down. Yeah. It was nothing but wires hang. So I walked in the room. I already noticed it was a little warmer, you know. I look up. I'm like, what the fuck? I asked my dad, Dad, you know what happened to my cinder fan? He said, Nope. But I bet you won't leave that bitch on no more. Man. So I'm like, dang, this is kind of shit that. It's really invaluable now, you know what I mean? Because yeah. now I follow directions first time. Yeah. Given, you know? I don't fuck around. And ceiling fans don't adjust the temperature. They just circulate the air. So it's, right. it's still the same hotness. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you're just running up the uh, electricity bill. I can't wait to be... I don't want kids at the moment. But you can't. But I can't wait to be a dad to, like, teach whatever lessons I feel like I need to teach but mm-hmm. right now i'm still learning so i feel like once i'm done then i'll be you there. already trying to be a jedi master huh? right just be the jedi brother I, yeah i need to be the jedi <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Welcome. everybody. Welcome, guys. Man, what is this episode four now? Episode four. We yeah. out here. We we running now. We running now. Yeah, it's we're in routine. Yeah, our meetings are uh, natural. Don't tell them about our meetings, man. Okay. I almost had to beat Keith Ash yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, maybe we should do that up top. We'll just mix it up and go with the flow. Figure it out, nigga. Man. Keith. Okay. So this nigga Todd. <laughs> So look, let me just say, y'all already know I'm from Miami, and you already know how we aggressive, bro. And you already know, like, well, this all—I feel like this all makes sense. So, last week I talked about my tone. <laughs> I said I always have to watch my tone because if I don't, then people take it offensively. Mm-hmm. Todd gave me some good advice. Just be you. <laughs> <laughs> Todd says, just be you. I said, okay, cool. So uh, Todd and I are splitting responsibilities for the podcast. And a part of his job is finding out marketing, like how to market it. And uh, our biggest task was to find out how we're going to put it on iTunes. Todd is struggling with this. I'm not necessarily struggling. I went to a music fest on the weekend, and I also got sick. So I wasn't struggling. Okay. It was it was a difficult task because we're in the unknown area of we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're figuring it out day by day, week by week. We making it happen. We we're just, making it happen. We just you know we want people want creative control. When you want when you get creative control, that means you got to do everything yourself. Which right. is, it's just like we have a big IKEA 
<laughs> furniture set that we have to put together with right. no instructions, no and we just got to figure it out. We got Riley helping us out though, and he's he's been man, he's been Riley. dope. But uh, he he te- Todd texts me. He said, "Yo, do you have the um, do you have the MP3s? Because I'm going to load it up to the uh, to the website." I send him the Dropbox link to the MP3s because our MP3s are too big to send. So first ba- of all, first of all, stop right there. I did not know that. He didn't know that. I thought which he, is fair. So he sends me the link, and I'm like. This is a link. I need the audio <laughs> files, right? Like, why are you sending me this? Every time I click on this, it sends me to Dropbox. I don't know what to do with this. So I just send the link, and we're not communicating. No, it's just link. I give him what he needs. Hey, I need the uh, I need the he MP3. Gives me what he thinks I need. I'm like boom, boom, boom. Here you go. Bomb, bomb, bomb. I resend all the links in order. Mind you, I already have these links. But I said I resent them. I resent them because I wanted them in your in your inbox. In one place, so you didn't have to look. Okay. All right. Um, so we go down, and then he texts me. He was like, uh, <laughs> he says, I need the MP3. I need the audio files for each of the episodes of the MP3 format so I could upload them. And I said, okay, I'll send them. And then the next day I said, are we meeting tonight? He says, we can meet now. I'm home. I'm getting over a cold. All right. Also, I need the audio files. The Dropbox link doesn't work. So I respond, what doesn't work about them? <laughs> All right. At the moment, in the in the time, at, at the moment, I'm in bed. I'm like looking at, I'm like, what doesn't but work I'm about them? I'm sick, though. He's I'm sick. sick. And I'm trying to still work through it. You feel uh-huh. what I'm saying? Because, you know, I went to Florida State. That's how we do. We get shit done. You and, know? and I went to Florida State, too. So I get up. I say, let me figure it out. Let's, let's find out why this Dropbox link isn't working. It could be a dead link. True. Expired, so I get up, go to my computer, click the link, it works. Play the audio file. I'm like, what's wrong with it? And then uh, <laughs> I said, just check the download slash export. Uh, just check uh, they download slash export into MP3s. Todd in all caps responds, "Nigga, they don't work. <laughs> I have to upload the audio files, and the link you directed me to is not an audio file. So the words that are capitalized." Nigga, they don't work, and then not. <laughs> so this nigga is yelling at me. He's reading it like that. It needs to be an MP3 file. You are sending me a link to an audio file. So I respond, firstly, got to watch your tone. That is not, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me read it out. Okay. Oh, so, let's just read it like it's a court file. Gonna, we got to read, read we, my shit with such aggression, <laughs> and then going to talk about now let's read it like a court file. We got to read no, it like a court file. You read it how you read it, and okay. I'm going to read how I read it. But all caps signifies yellow. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. But you read it how you read it, and then I'm going to read how I read it. Firstly, got to watch your tone. No, no, no. That's my, t- that's my line. Let me tell you what he says. He says, firstly, you got to watch your motherfucking tone. <laughs> Secondly, if you don't know how, just ask. <laughs> the MP3 is too goddamn big to send. I didn't say too goddamn. I said well, MP3s are too big to send. I'm a writer. I just embellished. <laughs> so the link has an export button where it download where it downloads into an MP3, and I'm like, I send them a picture of where it downloads, which I feel like is condescending. Go ahead. And then I say that's Dropbox, and then Todd says, you may be having a bad day already. You misread my tone, and that and made me. That, that made, made you, you attack me. It's all good though. Because I didn't want to whoop his ass. That's why I said <laughs> it was all good. So I respond with the heart emoji. 
or the heart, uh, you know, when you, you like something back. on. The yeah, tap yeah. back, yeah. Yeah. It's all love. That's all that meant. But he almost I feel his- like, so when I walk into the meeting, Todd, Todd's like, yo, you try, you try to get the fade. <laughs> Immediately. Because <laughs> I want to hash it out. I'm like, yo, why is he trying to fight me? And I'm like, no, I just responded to your tone. Nah, you don't tell nobody to watch their tone. Like, you got you, to. You, you, you told me to. You told me to. Uh... So first of all, this is how I, this is how I typed my text. Mm-hmm. This is how I typed it. He was like, "What? What doesn't it work, nigga? They don't work." That's that was my all caps. He took it as, "Nigga, they don't motherfucking work." And I, I, like, I didn't get put <laughs> all he, that heat he on. He took there. my tone as, "Firstly, watch your tone." So he took it like. <laughs> In the tone that he thought I read it. So, total miscommunication. This is why you need to talk on the phone. Yes, this is why you should talk but on the phone. But at the end of the day, I responded with a... F- I, I shot back fire to a fire response. So but it's, it's just but like, this is what I told Keith yesterday. I say, bro, you and I have never had any kind of heat like that that would make that make you believe or lead you to believe that I would speak to you in that way. Uh-huh. So, there is no evidence... Of that ever in my behavior, so why would you immediately lean on that assumption as opposed to figuring out what's going on? This nigga typing in all oh, caps. This must be something serious. He must be very frustrated. Let me just figure it out. Like, what are, <laughs> what's the problem that you're? What's the problem you're having? As opposed to, firstly, watch your motherfucking tone. See, and I I say that firstly, gotta watch your tone could be taken ambiguously. So if you want, if you want to take it aggressively, it's aggressive. And if you want to be like, firstly, watch your tone in a playful tone, then it's good. So it's all perceived on how the reader's reading it. Yeah, okay. Todd read it aggressive and said, why are you attacking me? Right. <laughs> and I think it has to do with, uh, I, I was on Instagram. You know, I'd be following those uh, the fine girls on Instagram, and they were talking about Mars retrograde. Uh-huh. And I don't know what that meant, but I, the quote I saw was, uh, People are going to approach you mask off. <laughs> <laughs> so you just roll with that, huh? So, so I'm, I'm, my defenses are up. I'm like, this nigga's trying me. See what I'm saying? You let like Instagram it was, ruin your life. You but almost it was, got beat up yesterday. <laughs> you don't even it, know. It was everybody. But I feel like that was the tone of everybody around me. Yeah. And I don't know if it was Mars retrograde. Do you believe in that shit? You know, I... So here's the thing about that. Like... If the moon can control, you know, tidal waves and shit like that, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, well, what retrograde is, is an illusion. <laughs> Let me just say that. Uh-huh. Retrograde, when any planet is in retrograde, it's just an illusion. It appears as if we've caught up to it in our, like, rotation or the axis around the sun or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. So it's just, that's what it is, you know? And I think that strange things appear to happen because that looks like a sign, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. People really swear by it, but see, I don't. I don't I'm not know. a. Maybe like your, your your technology, your your trinkets and shit is don't work no more. See, I don't, my I don't. computer's been broke. People have been trying me. Maybe it's like voodoo. It only work if you believe in it. Maybe, but people were trying me, and Todd tried me. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to his his advice that he gave me uh, last <laughs> week. So if a real nigga comes at me, I'm going to come back because I'm a real nigga, too. And I shot back. You ain't want to see that fade, bro. <laughs> as I, soon as I opened the door, Todd squared up with me. I was like, this nigga's really trying to fight. I, I had the only reason why we didn't fight is I had stuff in my hands. Oh, nigga, you didn't have 
<laughs> but I would have caught that nigga just ooh come clean, on, and we would have fought. On. You are too and then I would have I would have helped him up. I would have been like, hey. Did I just tell you I was a middle child? <laughs> My brother used to try to jump me. They used to put fucking um, full fresh bars of soap. In. <laughs> I was it was like prison. Jesus. They put big ass fresh bars of soap in socks, and used to be like, homie, don't play that. So I'm tough. That's wow. That's okay. So I'm maybe t- I won't try Todd yeah, anymore. And uh, listen, I'll, these glasses only mean I have a stigmatism. I think there's some nerdy <laughs> shit going on over here. Keep Man. fucking around. Your feelings gonna be hurt. I saw this Playboy article that said uh, it said it, it spoke about the Hawaii. Remember that uh, Hawaii text message that the government sent out, and they said, uh, "Oh yeah, that big mistake." Report about, to your house yeah. now. There's a nuclear threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Playboy and a, a company. Uh, correlated or Playboy reported uh, that every time there's a an increase in like a or a threat of a natural disaster or a some threat kind of, of stressor, yeah, stressor, uh, porn goes up. The people go to porn immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so they they said uh, when that happened, uh, minutes after uh, everything was resolved, Pornhub statistics shot up tremendously. Mm. So that happened with the Super Bowl. Once there was a blowout in the Super Bowl, and then that happened when Hillary was losing. And so when Hillary was losing, uh, female porn went like, up. Like <laughs> lesbian porn? No, just like like I, I forget how they categorized it, but they said uh, more than likely women were watching uh, porn. W- oh, watching so porn at the time. What kind of porn do women watch? It's like uh, I, I've seen some. Uh, women friendly porn. It's just not aggressive. It's 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 oh. a little more. It's it's soft. It has a little more finesse. Cause I was like, I didn't even. I figured that they watched <laughs> the porn that we watched. I thought they liked nah, that nah, filthy nah. fantasy. No, nah, they're not. They're not as filthy. But uh, the one I was watching, uh, the director. You could hear the director talking. She was like, "You can masturbate if you want to." And she was like, "Okay." And then she just started. So the director, I guess, kind of her food? approach. What, what did you it, find this? You know, I, I'm I'm deep in the rabbit hole, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very deep, man. You know, because yeah. I be getting stressed. Yeah, I understand. Trump be understand. stressing me. Everybody be stressing me, oh, boy. Man. I be I, I be needing my outlet. Trump. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone was stressed this week. Yeah, everybody uh, was stressed this week. <laughs> boy, they separating kids from families. But here's the thing: that ain't nothing new, bro. Like no. that's nothing new. That that dates back to like the beginning of America. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um. It doesn't. It doesn't make it any less wrong or whatever. Since they've been doing it forever, it's just that like, this is America. <laughs> this is a, again. This is America. Like, welcome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's a terrible stain on the fabric of this country. Well, one of the terrible stains on the fabric of this country. And um, for people to be so like like unapologetic about it. And using, uh, you know, Jeff Sessions was using, like, scripture to say, like, if it's the law of the land, the Bible says you got to follow the law of the land. It's like, mm-hmm. just because something is legal doesn't mean it is morally, you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. It's like, the Holocaust was legal. Slavery was legal. You know what I'm saying? Like, these things were, so the legality is, has nothing to do with the morality. Right. And I think that we've gotten so far away from that. Like, everything is like, but the paper says this. And it's like, bro. That ain't how you should be governing yourself. Like, govern with your heart. You know what I mean? Have some compassion for your fellow man. Like, we're losing humanity based on this. I get it. I feel it. I was really about to. (laughs) And I referenced London last 
last week. This nigga go out of the country one time. I, he, hey, can't, he can't talk. Been can't around the world three times, spoke to everybody twice. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, when I went to London, I know that they, they're fresh out of Brexit. Mm-hmm. They don't like Muslims there, right? It's But they also are very, they don't say anything. So they're just, they're, I forget what, they're like posh. passive aggressive. Yeah, they're passive aggressive. They put their nose up at things that they mm. don't like rather than directly My Jamaican say, friends say stush. Yes. They have a word for it too, but stush is good. No, no, no. Stush. Stush. Mm-mm. Stush. Stush. No, just move on. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like they have two different classes of Muslims there. They have the refugees who are immigrating there. Um who need place a place of refuge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they have these balling ass Muslims. They bro the freshest everything. niggas yeah. I've ever seen, bro. That <laughs> they had the garbs yeah. with the with the Louis Vuitton uh emblem. They had the European crossbody man bags. They had the hat. They were bro, they were fitted. Mm-hmm. But they exuded Muslim culture. It was almost like they were taking vacation to London. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, niggas would go to Vegas during Memorial Day mm-hmm. and just, like, run through it. They just don't give a fuck. They're just like, yo, yeah, we on just, holiday. It's whatever. It's, yeah. yeah. I feel like Muslims treat London the way we treat Vegas mm-hmm. on Memorial Day. So or any day The Vegas. Londoners, yeah. They don't like that. So there's two groups up there like, I don't like the upper class Muslims. I don't like the the lower class Muslims, but I don't say anything. So now there's just this tension, weird tension. And yeah. I think that's why they're, they voted for Brexit, because when you're too nice, mm-hmm. people wear out that welcome. Mm-hmm. And I think America is going through that right now where we, you know, because if you look at Obama's numbers, he deported a lot of a lot of uh yeah, immigrants. he did. He did. A lot. He did a it lot. in a very tactful way or to it my not, a very silent way. <laughs> a very silent way. I don't yeah. even know, but maybe that because it's Trump, we had the cameras rolling at all times. It's not that. It's because, like I said, if this is the law, like you do it with compassion. Like they uh-huh. were talking about the difference between the Trump administration and the Obama administration. They were like, the Obama administration was like turning the other way and like letting shit slide and like. And not that they wasn't doing their job, but they had compassion. They understand that this is a law on the book, and they just weren't enforcing it. You know what I'm saying? And then they came with this zero-tolerance policy, and then they're trying to flip-flop it and write this bullshit as, you know, new policy that, how you going to write a policy to undo the policy that you did, and now you want credit? Yeah. Like, you did this, bruh, and now you want to, like, bring us out of it and then have a ticker-take parade. Come on, now. Yeah. This reminds me of the must time think I'm a new fool. that I let my homie stay at the crib, and I was like, I got it. Rent free. You good, bro. Yeah. You know, you need a place to lay your head. It's all yours. But he got too comfortable, and <laughs> <laughs> he stopped being mindful mm-hmm. of the household rules, and... um I, I would have to live around him rather than live with him. Mm, okay. And uh, one day I just had a zero tolerance policy. And I was like, bro, we got to do something because it's OD right now. And that was my fault for not checking the nigga at the door and then setting the tone. I was a Londoner and I should have been. But that for, 
when you don't say up top what's good, mm-hmm. then you can't, you know, it, it's hard to have that zero tolerance policy, but I get it. So wait, in this metaphor, are you saying that these people who are fleeing? Uh-huh. They're like, the homie that they're, I let on the couch. But these people who are fleeing, uh-huh. like, gang violence and, uh-huh. like, all kind of things like that, they're just seeking asylum. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just... He's the metaphor for <laughs> the homie. You're, 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 saying the, <laughs> you're saying that this aloof and inconsiderate homie uh-huh. is the same as these people who are fleeing for asylum. Yes. I just want to be clear. Yes. So when the comments come... And I'm America. And when you're in America, you got to do things the American way. Okay. That's not always agreeable, but here's the thing. None of us, not one of us, wants our lifestyle changed. True. We want our we want others' lifestyles to be better, but we're not going to give up anything. That sounds very southern white of you. It's that but, sounds like <laughs> we. That sounds like we. Yeah, what are we, we lost? Yeah, what we are want we people to be like you, us? You know what? I no. gave. I gave. Uh, I forget. I think it was like the white helmets. I donated to them. And now they just bother me with emails. And oh, I'm yeah. like, ugh. Who do that with me? You know who do that to me? The goddamn Democrats. Ugh. If, if you don't get out my goddamn pocket, Nancy Leave Pelosi, me alone. Leave me alone, Lizzie. I gave you damn. money. Just do your thing. I gave you money in 08. You right. still, I didn't give you shit since 08. Bruh. And now you over here... In my pockets, this is going to be our last email time. <laughs> we need... We have one more goal. One more. It's like... What are y'all even talking about? None of this shit in this email is on CNN. What you talking about? I saw the most ironic thing because my neighborhood's getting gentrified right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be a Mexican-owned restaurant, or not a restaurant, but a Mexican-owned business. I think it was like a flower shop. Mm-hmm. They moved out. Uh, and a, Niggas don't a, buy flowers no more? A new business moved in, and they said, Trump is deporting immigrants. Do you care? Who said that? The new business owners put like a tarp over their they're protesting. Okay. But they didn't know that they they just gentrified a Mexican <laughs> business. <laughs> well So the irony of that is like, man, I wish you knew, but you're just well, trying idea, to be good. The idea uh behind gentrification is um as far as I know, like I hope these people don't come and like say, You don't know what the fuck you talk anyway. They um the idea behind gentrification, as far as I know, is to come in and like remove the culture from the area uh-huh. and, and like totally change the culture. So these people coming in and they are protesting for the rights of the people in that neighborhood, then I don't necessarily know. They just moving in. <laughs> well, you gotta you I don't bring know it all this protest. They're the only ones protesting though. Like oh, everyone so else like is you're bringing just all shit. this trouble over here. He was <laughs> over here chilling. Okay. I don't know, man. It's an interesting predicament to be in because we don't want to give up our our lifestyle that's true but i mean but we want the lifestyles of others to improve but how do you do that and i think uh that's what we got to figure out you know yeah but this immigration thing is not it they need to figure it out Mm -hmm. i got because i feel two ways about it i feel like you feel in in that you know well we just can't let everybody in you know what i mean like we can't let everybody in and we also can't go to your specific country and try to fight these battles for you either because that, you know, that's just not, it's, I, we can't do that either. Immigrants. So what are we going to, we can't just let these people just, they be walking hundreds and thousands of miles and then they get to the promised land, I use air quotes there, and they're turned away. Yeah. Or they're in prison and separated from their children, their babies, their infant babies. Their babies are put in what they call tender age fucking camps. 
Uh, Are you serious? Uh, empty Walmart. That's <laughs> tough. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That and Trump said he's using that as a bargaining tool, uh, so that the Demo- the Democrats could come with a, a plan. Yo. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope these. This president is a fucking dingbat. He's wild. He's a dingbat. I don't know. I, he is wild. This is what happens when you try to get a, a businessman to start doing stuff. They was like, oh, he's a businessman. He's a, a a Washington outsider. He should be good for the country because of our economic situation. It's like, bruh, you know that Donald Trump is like the, the most bankrupt person <laughs> in the in America? Yeah. That's how you got these dumbass yokels. He's going to bring back coal. Ain't Nan coal job come back. Nope. You know what I'm you saying? Know it's, you know it's crazy. Immigrants cost me a job one time, Keith. And this is an interesting story because this is what when kind I of job when I used to work with you uh, in post production. Uh-huh. I was moved to The Apprentice. <laughs> I was supposed to work for Donald Trump. That week, he announced that he was going to build a wall to prevent immigrants from coming in, and <laughs> his comments on immigration. <laughs> Got him fired from NBC's Apprentice, which cost me a job. You blame the immigrants? No, his comments on immigrants cost me the job. You just so said, immigrants. You just said immigrants <laughs> cost you a job. Them I was trying to phrase it into a good joke. Yeah, it didn't work. No, but nah. Donald Trump cost me a job because of immigrants. Blame Donald. God damn it, Donald. <laughs> but my, had that happened, I don't know. I could have. You probably would have been miserable anyway working yeah, in the Apprentice. True. You know what I'm saying? That was, listen, true. you better. Thank God for keeping you from danger, seen and unseen. The Lord uh, kept me safe. I'm trying to tell you. Man, uh, what else happened? Oh, Beyonce, ugh, again. I, 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 my case is just getting proof. Like listen, just, listen. Uh, she is so petty. I don't like what she's <laughs> I about. I don't think she's petty. <laughs> she I think is she's very thoughtful. petty. I think she's thoughtful. She's she's going to end up getting Jay-Z stuck by Nas. No, I think that this <laughs> this beef thing between Jay-Z and Nas was never really over. And I no. think that all beef is eternal, like uh-huh. Cardi B says, forever. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that has something to do with it. Also, I think that if you look at the lineup of these, like, good music, you know, album releases, I think Beyonce was trying to, I assume, let me just say that, I think, I want to think good things about Beyonce for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know? I assume that Beyonce was like, well, we need to put this album out now, but I don't want to shit on Tiana Taylor's situation because I think Tiana Taylor is an up-and-coming woman. I'm trying to have this girl power situation. Like, I don't want her to be affected by this album release. So let's just put out our album before her album comes out. Which happens to be a day after Nas puts out their album. Well, it's like... Now, Nas is a grown-ass, established-ass artist. You feel what I'm saying? had the beef... Of a lifetime. <laughs> of a lifetime. <laughs> With Jay-Z. Yes. And not only that. But who how you who hating on Tiana Taylor? Tiana Taylor's, you know. I mean, here's what I would have done. I would not cover that man's wife. Go look, ahead. Uh I think Beyonce was being petty and it I don't think she's a good person. Nah, I think she's, she's not a good person. I don't think she's a good person. Why you don't think she's a good person? Because Okay, I'll give you an example. <laughs> so she affected Nas and she affected Kanye because Kanye, this is a part of Kanye's rollout plan. Okay. I'm going to produce four albums and uh, it's going to be Nas. I'm going to end it with Tiana Taylor. After Tiana Taylor's Drake. Jay-Z and Drake don't really, uh-huh. all he had to do was hold it off for a couple more weeks. But the thing and is, then it did you listen to the album? 
No. Okay, so in the album, it's all right. No, the thing is, it's in all the right. Album, I listen to a couple of songs. It's it is it is all right. You it's know what not mean? great. It's not. Great. <laughs> I saw. It's Reddit. not like the caliber of these two superstar performers. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like we would expect that from I don't know somebody else. I don't want to be petty, but <laughs> um, I feel like this album is speaking to a lot of current things. Like if you listen to the lyrics, uh-huh. it's speaking to a lot of current things. So they had to put it out before. The content got old and it expired, so you got to put it out when it's hot. That's true. So but on a Saturday, when Friday, when you got to put it out when it's hot, my nigga. Man, I if I would, uh, I know Kanye feels a way about. Of this. course he does. Now I feel like because then, Kanye West was doing all that shit, and remember he was on those concerts talking hella shit about Jay Z and Beyonce. He wasn't talking shit. Bruh. He said, Jay-Z needs to call me. I haven't talked to him. Hey. <laughs> Yo. Stop putting my business in the street, Kanye. Call me. I think Jay-Z, uh, Jay-Z is a, a man who does not know how to express emotion the way Kanye express. Kanye's overly expressive. I was about to say, Kanye and, is, is, does the most. And Jay-Z is very... Reserved. He's a, to the point where it, it's almost like... Getting emotion out my dad, like, oh, do you care, dad? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to call your dad. Uh, do you even care? <laughs> uh, and I run upstairs and shut the door. I'm my only child. I get to do things like that. My dad would take the door off the hinges, <laughs> slamming no my door. doors. Now you can't slam <laughs> shit. Now ain't no doors. You better uh, slam your eyes. That's what my daddy would say. You want to slam doors? Slam your damn eyes. You don't want to see me. You ain't gonna have no goddamn door. My daddy'd take all the doors off of all the rooms in the house because he petty. Now you just gotta sleep with the door open. That's weird. <laughs> and uncomfortable. Yeah. What if monsters get you, bro? Well, I bet you ain't slamming there and door my daddy house. Man. Uh but I feel like Jay-Z is learning to be expressive and Kanye's tapering it back. Today I saw that Kanye went to Virgil's fashion show. Oh, that was a very special moment. And they hugged and it looked like Kanye was crying and Virgil yeah. was crying. That's the that moment. Was, that's the moment we needed to see of Kanye. We needed to see him yes. do that. And I want I, that. It made me, yeah. I want that with Jay-Z and 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 uh yeah. Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas yeah, they had did that. 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 That was really yeah. that was a moment too. They need yeah. to have that interview where they're like, yo, you hurt me. And then Jay-Z's like, yo, you hurt me. And then they all <laughs> hug it out. I mean, it, they kind of sort of had a little bit of that on stage. It wasn't as, because uh, these are like rappers with like bravado. Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to be out here crying and shit. Got to peel back that bravado. And Jay-Z also released that album during Mars Retrograde. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> everything is just like mask off, bro. I don't give a fuck about your little rollout plan. Did you say something about cutting off toxic relationships? Man. We don't know. I don't know. And then he had those lyrics that was like, I don't care. If I'm if I'm beefing with my wife, I don't care what's going on in your life. I'm I'm fixing Beyonce. I mean, Jay Z's trying to win over these Beyonce fans. Yeah, he's like, because the Beyonce fans are unforgiving. They They don't like like Jay Z. They like, I can't believe this bitch bringing her baby daddy to the concert. It's like, stop forcing us to like Jay Z. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I saw a meme that said, "Me fast forwarding through Jay Z's verses to get to Beyonce's." They're going in. Tough. Man, Beyonce. I mean, Jay Z's doing great things though. Yes, he is. I um, ty- I I'm a title subscriber, and right now my title is just nothing but this album, and I don't like it. And for some reason, my Kanye albums aren't working. 
You think he's that petty? I think he's that petty. You think Jay Z? My got Kanye else albums to do. are they they uh, they buffering. They're buffering. <laughs> no other albums are bro, doing this except. You better call Spectrum, bro. I need to call uh, Title, and nah. I thought it was my internet, and then I left and I put it on uh just service. I was like, all right, something's up. Something Jay Z's fucking with my music, yo. And I don't want to leave title, but I might have to. Look, Jay-Z just became the president of basketball operations at Puma. You think he got time to be out here affecting He need to get on the, the computer. He need to, <laughs> I need to talk to him. Direct. Jay-Z needs to call me. Oh, no, now you want to put down because your title's slow. Jay-Z needs to call Where me you at, and figure this shit out about my Kanye songs. Nah, nigga, Jay-Z gone. I like that move, though. That's a, that's a good move. I think Jay-Z... Jay-Z is building Rock Nation into a very formidable force. Listen. And the idea of that is to make sure that athletes and Beyonce rappers... Beyonce said her great-grandkids already got right. Baby they ain't are, even Baby ain't even went through puberty yet. First child ain't even hit puberty man. yet. And her great-grandchild is already rich. Beautiful. That's I, how, want, that's I want I want that. I can't fuck with that album, really, because I just can't relate. Yeah, I just need... I, <laughs> I can't relate. It's like, what, girl? I can't even see my great grandma. The children ain't even, Blue ain't had the first men's seat. And you over here talk. I hate to say that about that little baby. But she ain't even, you know, whatever. She ain't even ready to have children. And you talk about your great grandchildren are already rich. People that, you will never meet. That's a good feeling, though. Man. I need about that's some old $80,000 for me to be I sad. I wish more black people was like that to be able to say that because that's that generational wealth that we yeah. lack. We you need know what that. I'm saying? Just imagine the freedom that you'll have. It's like being an only child, but... By the time that happens, by the time that happens, there ain't going to be no more Earth. No. Donald Trump just, uh, you know, trying to put together the space for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is the beginning of that shit, yeah. you know? You know what pissed me off about, like, Space Force or even thinking about, like, the future? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Maybe I should hold this for my tell them why you mad. But I'ma just go ahead and say Tell them why you mad, Todd. Listen. <laughs> the thing that pissed me off about like space movies and like movies about the future and like all this stuff is that it's mostly white people cast in these films, which suggests that there was some kind of like event that happens that destroyed all these people of color in the near future. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That excludes all of these people or leaves them back on Earth. And I think that's fucked up and that's white supremacy in the form of We leave future y'all movies. behind. <laughs> y'all like wanna... all these movies and all, look, look, when you look at Star Wars, it's like first of all, if we're gonna be honest, white people are the global minority. Uh-huh. They are the global minority on the planet. You mean to tell me, out of all the movies that are set in the future, in the future, that it's still gonna be some white people around? So I'm talking about some stark-ass, blonde-haired, blue-eyes white people. That they yeah. still around? Look what look what kind of thing they put in our heads, man. <laughs> We're going to be left behind. That's the, uh, to, to circle back to that metaphor about having somebody in your house. <laughs> <laughs> you invite somebody Just in your house. Key. I see you trying to connect it. Go ahead. And then uh, instead of kicking them out, you just buy a new house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, yo, you just leave me with this house? With these bills and this pollution? And it's like, yeah. yeah, bro, I'm out. I'm in the space. Yeah. I'm in space, baby. I'm Man. in Mars. <laughs> That's Looking so at funny. this Mars retrograde. What else happened in the news this week? <sighs> but I circle back on Jay-Z. I do like that move. 
Okay. I don't like the Beyonce move. It's very petty. How you, how you, first of all, how you know Beyonce did it? I, I just, it just feels like a Beyonce move. Do you know Beyonce? I, f- I feel like I know versions of her, and okay. I, I know her fans. How, so you think? So you and her fans? You projecting the pettiness yes. from the Beehive? I don't like the Beehive. I don't, and because they, they're the ones putting that in my head. They're the ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're let, the, so you letting the, the Beehive Jedi mind trick you? Yeah. That's that. I think that's why I'm more pro Kim, and that's why I'm like, oh Lord, we back on this. Yeah, I we and I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into it. But they be, they be taking shots. I'm like, why are they taking shots at this poor girl? Why are they this taking shots gr- at Nas and and Yay for because, no reason? First of all, Nas is problematic. He's very problematic. Nas is problematic. He's still matic too. He's still matic. He <laughs> illmatic and he and problematic. problematic. <laughs> he's all the matics. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's it was really sad because. If Khalees hadn't said anything about their abusive relationship, I don't ever think that I would have guessed that about Nas. That's true. I just felt like he was just too cool for that. Like I, I never speak. I never heard him speak above a whisper. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I don't know. And sometimes it do be those cool ones out here acting yeah, crazy behind being... closed doors. You know? But it was very disheartening to find that out. And it's like, and you can't. And and Beyonce did this because you can't defend Nas and be like, why would you do that, Beyonce? With uh, maybe she's gonna be like. Uh, yeah, because he's a woman beater, and <laughs> I'm a woman, and I don't like that shit. Yeah, who run the world's girls? Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. I do like Jay-Z's moves, though. I, I like the the fact that he's trying to help athletes and rappers and entertainers sustain. Yeah, and he's making that's, sustainability and therapy and all this shit Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's important. Uh, XXX, this, the first rapper that I didn't know how to pronounce his name died. Um and that's sad. Ex- extension, XXX extension. I thought it was rest in I, peace. I, I thought it was extension. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't really. Extension. And he was from South Florida. Like he's, I, he's Miami. Nah, uh, he, no, 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 no. He's Pompano. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say he's Deerfield. not from Miami. We got a different kind of swag than that. Yeah, he was a. He's a lost kid. He, he was a he, lost soul. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, it's like. I, I never, when people die, it's sad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, man, that's messed up. He's dead. Like, above anything else, he has no chance to redeem himself. You know what Uh I'm saying? Above anything else, this person or this this, this image of a person that we have, he has no way to redeem his character. But his character was pretty shitty. The things that he did was pretty shitty. And I... (laughs) It's like you you don't want to. It's like you. I feel kind of heartless to be like fuck him. He died. Good riddance. Yeah. You know what I mean. But it's like, what if that was my sister? He did that too. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? You know, like what if that was my daughter that he did that too? You know. If y'all don't know, like he did some very reprehensible things. I think he put a girl in a, a cage and he, he very very weird power. Yeah. Manipulation. Manipulation. Very emotional. Abu- emotionally abusive, all all of that. It was very weird. He was turning a corner. That that doesn't redeem anything he did. I'm not look. And uh, unfortunately, karma got to him before any any good deeds. Got, yeah, you know, could redeem him. And, and it's, uh, it's it's just really unfortunate because, 
You know, like I don't follow this young brother at all. I don't follow him at all. You know what I mean? Like I, I listen to uh, some of his music. You and know what it probably is? It's probably that I've heard some of his music and didn't know who he was because it's just too many of these young rappers that kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just can't really tell him. He's apart, the really. Tupac of mumble rappers. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Why, stop doing that, Keith. You almost caught the fade yesterday. Like stop. Look, all those all those mumble rappers are sad right now because this guy died, and uh, he couldn't. He was like a rogue kid, kid Cudi. Okay. It, he took the. Uh, he said he listened to the Weekend and Kurt Cobain. Those were his two influences. So he went in a route that. Towards music that we don't listen to, as as a a group of people, some people may listen. I was about to, Cob- to say people listen to Kurt Cobain. I, and I didn't even know who he was until you don't know nobody, no. Keith. You know, um, you know what? But I'm gonna get you some fucking flashcards because <laughs> with new rappers' names, new and rappers, pictures. old rappers, old writers. Like, come on, man. This reminded me of an episode of Daria where um, Daria, there's just like this old alumni high school quarterback, but he was a dick. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I hope he dies. And then he died. And then everyone started going up to Daria. And then Jane Lane was like, uh, people are coming up to you because they feel mortal now. And they feel like you understand that. And I, I felt like that's why we feel sad because we're reminded of our own mortality. Mm, okay. Um, and we're angry because of what he did to that woman. Right. And it's... It's just like a reminder of death. Like you don't know when it's coming. Yeah. So with him, we could predict it though. We knew it was coming, right? Like I hate. I know a lot of people would say, "Oh, you always blame the black woman for the demise or like the whatever of a black man." But I read an article that pretty much outlined the relationship that he wish he had with his mother mm-hmm. and how his mother was a young mother and how he just adored her and she really didn't have time for him she was one of those 1990s ass freak nick ass parents you know what i'm saying yeah, from miami and, she, <laughs> <laughs> and so she like dropped him off at the grandmother's house and he like and kept him fresh or whatever but it wasn't really there to like nurture the relationship yeah and it's like i'm not saying that that caused his relationship with these women to be so you know tumultuous mm-hmm. i'm just saying that this is context to his life you know what i'm saying and it's like we still should reserve a little bit of empathy and compassion for the shit that we may not know he was going through mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we're so quick to to uh like this one girl i follow on instagram and she's like y'all are out here saying rest in peace to this terrible person it's like yeah but he was a person you feel yeah. what i'm saying like it's not like we out here, like, and I guess some people argue, be like, well, what you doing on Hitler's birthday? You just smoke weed. You don't celebrate Hitler. And it's like, because it's 420. Yeah. And it's like, I, I I, don't know if that's the same, yeah. you know? It's just, this was a kid. This was a kid. He was this misguided. Was a he was, you know. The the best tweet I saw was a, a girl said, uh, she posted a picture of the guy who killed him, his mugshot, and she said, uh, prayers to him. He could really use some compassion, you know. He was only 22. Everyone makes mistakes. It was a great tweet. It was ironic yeah. that it was towards the killer. She did that on purpose. Of she course. was like, y'all don't want this argument because you right. know I'm going to win. You know I'm going to win. But, she said us up. Uh, we don't feel compassion for the guy who killed him. That's true. We, we want justice for XXX extension, but... I don't know we're we're in a tough world. We're in a very... You know what? Whose death affected me? Uh, Anthony Bourdain's because... Oh, yeah. um, 
just felt like when you watch his TV show, you feel like you know him, bro. You know, he's like the white man who dates your auntie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you cool with him. You come yeah. to the cookouts. He show you different shit. You know, you he tell funny stories. Uh-huh. You love him. You and, know? He, and he's not loud. He, you just you got to go to him and be like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Or he'll come to you. And he'll, like, spot you out or seek you out. Yeah, hey, yeah. what's going on? And he'll know exactly. I feel like, yeah, Anthony Bourdain's death was weird uh, because one of his, one of my favorite episodes was when he went to Korea and uh, they talked about Han, mm-hmm. which is, you know, from last week, we talked about how Korea was in turmoil as a nation, mm-hmm. just like maybe 75 years ago. And Han is basically a state of depression that all Koreans feel. Um, but it's it's depression mixed with a little bit of optimism. And it was an acknowledgement as a country to say that our people have this thing. So it's like acknowledging depression as mm-hmm. a country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was important because, you know, in, in Maybe that's what's Asian culture, right now, yeah, we, we have a state of Han, but we don't. As black people, you mean? As black people. I thought, and I think that touched me because I was like, man, that's what I've been feeling, bro. Oh, like, you're Korean and black. I'm Korean and black. And I just had like this double like blanket of Han on me. I'm like, yeah, that's it. And, and you know, Anthony w, Bourdain. You know who W.E.D. Du Bois is? Yeah. Du Bois? Souls Black Folks. Okay. You I know, know a little bit. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> I know a little bit, you what know. What else? What else? Um, Talented 10th. Okay, so he basically talked about this idea of double consciousness. Yes. You know what I mean? And how it is to, to be a man and then to be a black, black man, man. You know, uh-huh. be an American and be a whatever, whatever, you know? And um, I think that's what you might be going through. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like these different layers of identity and how mm-hmm. you feel like doubly depressed um, yes. based off of the history of who you are and the, the current state of who you're becoming or whatever mm-hmm. in this country. That's shooting black people like in Philadelphia. I I <laughs> I do. You know, when I moved to California, I thought about. Now this is going to be a, kind of a wild statement, but coming from the South, I felt there was a rich black culture, and coming to California, I missed that. Oh no, I feel the same exact way. And it's almost like if it's you like, talk to someone you? from California. You, you know they have a double conscious. I'm not even going to try mm-hmm. black people from California and say they don't. But it's almost like you're not, we don't wear it here. We don't wear that double conscious. In, in, in the South, you know that we're constantly dealing with being black and being American. Yeah. And here it's just like, yeah, you know, that's it's there, but whatever. So I, I don't I, I guess that's what I like and dislike about California. It's like I finally get to be here, whereas in, in the South, you f- you have to wear it at all times. You have to wear this double conscious at but all fu- times. But the like- funny thing is about that, like, you feel differently than I feel because I feel like in California, I don't have any community. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And like, I do miss that. I don't have, like, a sense of togetherness here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, I ask people who from here, they be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking for that shit, you better go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, are you serious? Like, this is where I'm at. Like, y'all don't do nothing together? I knew, I knew, uh, I was out of my community when I saw a Sigma license plate, and I got happy. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like Sigma. Why you shading Sigma's like that? Oh, and I found I read about your girl. Uh, 
What's her name? Oh my God, Z- Zora. She was a Zeta, and that's why I was like, I don't, I don't listen to the, I don't listen to Sigmas nor Zetas. Listen, ladies and I, Zetas, <laughs> nah, I don't listen to y'all. I don't I have don't, a problem with y'all. Y'all, y'all organizations, keep, all right. Give them, give them your uh, social media so they can bomb at you. keep Johnson Esquire. Get at me Zeta Phi Beta. Get get at me uh, Phi Beta Sigma. Get at me. Uh, who else? Who else wants to smoke? Uh, Beehive. I want all the smoke. Listen, I don't want no smoke. I ain't scared. Zora, no Zora's smoke. a dope name, though. Just so y'all know, I ain't scared. So, <laughs> I ain't, yeah. But I got happy when I saw a Sigma license plate. Mm-hmm. And, and I talked to I talked to the guy. I was like, man, I'm I'm happy to see that because I miss that community. And he was like, me too, man. And, like, you kind of join fraternities with just other fraternities because you don't have anybody here. Yeah. Even though the Kappa, you live right down the street from the Kappa house. Don't be telling these people where the yeah. fuck I live. <laughs> That's true, my bad. <laughs> it's on Crenshaw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a cabin house on Crenshaw, and that made me feel like it was at home, but it's a different vibe. Have here, you been you know? there? I went a couple times. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm low-key about it, man. You got to be low-key about yours. That's what Beyonce be doing. You be hating on my dog. That's uh, you be hating on my low key dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She her like step, it. her when she had that step show, it was really bad, and no one wanted to say anything. It was just like uh, you don't know how to step. Beyonce ain't never been to college. No, so don't do it. Don't True. do. You wouldn't let no other girl be in the club stepping. You you'd be like, no, stop that right now. You we gotta treat Beyonce the same. Y'all stop. Hit that, I would. I would divine nine. Y'all gotta go check. You gotta Beyonce. check check your girl. I don't want to breeze over the fact that this little this thirteen year old got killed in Philadelphia today. I think we kind of breezed over that. I want to bring that back to the fore. Let's talk about it. So this guy, this police officer, was sworn in not two hours before he shot and killed a fleeing thirteen year old. Are you exaggerating when you say two hours? It was really an hour and a half. Wow. Ninety Jesus minutes. You Christ. got sworn in, and the first thing you do, you don't even get a fucking donut. You don't even get a donut or a cup of coffee. The first thing you do when they turn your ass loose is to go shoot a fleeing suspect. That's fucked up. Oh, wow. It's like the people, they, they are rightly to be like tearing shit up. And it's like, I can't believe that. Like, what did y'all talk about in training? Yeah, that that proves that their training is because when you fresh skewed. out, you should be the by best, the book by the book. Uh-huh. You are closest to the text. Yes, you should be right there following every rule to the that letter. Means training is too aggressive, and you're not teaching de-escalation. You're teaching it wasn't nothing to de-escalate. The dude was running from them. It's like catch him or let him go. Yeah, but don't shoot him. Yeah. I'm not trying to ex- I don't know what the, the kid was running from. I really don't. But even then, you're like in the military, you're taught to shoot leg from the legs and then make your way up. And you're not supposed to shoot a running person in the back. So every the protocol is just off. That's what I'm saying. That sucks. And it's like how? I want to know. Like, There's a lot going on in the news. There today. is a you lot. You know what I'm saying? So this, hopefully this doesn't get swept under the rug. Because right now people are desensitized to like police shootings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's happened so much that people are like, oh, another one. We're going to talk about it for a few days mm-hmm. and then it should be over. But it's like this has is, is less to do about like, this has to do, everything to do with like police training. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like this is this. I don't think this was like it may be biased, but it's definitely about police training. Mm-hmm. Because if you would have trained this individual, knowing the context of how, why he became a police officer or in the the environment that he became a police officer in, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The first thing, like, you should be deathly afraid of shooting a black person yeah. as a police officer because you right. don't want that fucking pressure. And and you know what? Uh, but you did it. Yeah, my uncle's a cop out in Tampa, and he said uh, one thing that he notices, and this is why he's growing in ranks is. He knows how to police black communities. Mm-hmm. And to circle back to Anthony Bourdain, it's, it's about connection. Absolutely. You got to know how to connect to the communities. When I see ba- uh, Instagram videos or videos of, like, cops playing basketball, I'm like, that's it right there. Because now they know you. Now they know, you know, you don't have to hoop with them, but go connect with these kids in the community. Go connect with, with, the, uh, with the parents and, and the and the people hanging out and go talk to them so that they know who you are and they know they give you some respect and you get respect back. But when you when you come to assert your dominance, it, uh, it's it's annoying. But they don't the know thing. how they don't know they don't know how to connect. And that's that's not to give them an excuse. Mm. That's just that's what they need to learn. They need to they need to go back to training. They need to learn how to connect so that they don't constantly run into this problem and think people are threats. Well, that's the thing. You 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 have to, like you said, get to know the people who you mm-hmm. are policing, so that you know that this I don't know six four guy is a gentle giant and not yeah. some threat to you or whatever. You can see you can humanize the people who you are you tasked to serve and protect. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. look at every black person as a potential suspect or you know the end of your life. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know it was weird. this reminds me of the story. Like this reminds me of the first time I met Dave Chappelle. This is a crazy story, but we were in Irvine at the Oddball Festival. And if, if you've ever been to Irvine, it's like Florida. It's very, like, racism is a little more apparent there. <laughs> and my buddy was with me, and he's a heavier set black guy. Mm-hmm. Now, we had we were backstage, so we had backstage passes. We were good. And the security guard kept casing him up for some reason. And for whatever reason, I kept seeing him case up my friend. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, he's good. He's, he's with me. Come on. And at one point, he grabs the guy. He's like, yo, he's not, a lot, he's not allowed back here. What? And he kind of, like, gives him a strong forearm. I'm like, why not? He was like, I'm uncomfortable with him being here. See what I'm saying? And I was like, whoa. See so at that point, I'm like, yo, this is a thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, keep my composure mm-hmm. while saying, like, oh, this guy's a problem. Like, y'all need to do something about this guy. And then... Lo and behold, Dave Chappelle comes up, <laughs> and we talk racism. Now, this was right before he started protesting. So this is, uh, I think, like a week later. Mm-hmm. He uh, he went to, I think, uh, what was it, St. Louis, Ferguson. He went to Ferguson to protest, or he went somewhere to pro- But that was like his first appearance in a protest. But he talked about truth and reconciliation, and that's what they did in uh, South Africa where you have to admit that you were complicit. Right. And if you admit that you're complicit, then you don't get in trouble because there are so many moving parts in right. this system that sometimes you don't know you're playing a part. But if you know, if you admit that you're complicit, then you could at least t- help take down the system and help it right. reset to uh, 
to reform itself. And that's what they did in, in South Africa. I'm sure it has its problems still. But mm-hmm. I think that's what America needs is a, a, a Truth and Reconciliation Act. And I don't know. I, I guess that was just that the a form of like reparations or something like that. Yeah. Like, if if we're talking reparations, I think. I think. Uh, I think we got to really we got to really redefine it because the idea to give people 40 acres and a mule as, you know, reparations no, you is like outdated. You know, free what college and free therapy. That's what I would go. College ain't for everybody, though, bro. That's like, true. college isn't the move for everybody. It's sometimes it's like, I don't want to go to college. Yeah, like, or if I you want... join the military, you get you get uh, you get GI Bill, so that's paid off, so it doesn't work. So it's right. it's complicated. I don't know, just a bag of shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, uh, relax your mind. I I I wish more black people did shrooms. Open your mind to different drugs, guys. Yeah, leave the crap Man, alone. I did shrooms. Um, and it, it it was almost like experiencing a form of racism and meeting Dave Chappelle in the same day. It was just so what I, you you take you me see to you on shrooms now, Keith. Take a little me. bit, I might be. <laughs> um, it's just opposite ends of the spectrum. Like on one side, you see the worst in things, and then on on the other, you see the best. You get to meet your idol. You're like, oh shit, this okay. is the guy who fights racism. You know, this is our superhero. So. Um, Mushrooms takes you through a journey where you get to experience these emotions, hot and cold, angry and sad and happy and mad. And so you get to understand yourself and and understand, like, who you are as a person, as a being. And then you get to just know where you are in the universe. And it's kind of soothing. It sounds cool. I mean, I'm willing to try it one time. I think it's worth trying. I think when we think of mushrooms, we think of, like, Drugs that c- we can't control. The thing about it, like, when people talk about mushrooms, they say, oh, you got to be in nature and stuff like that. And it's like, look, that already sounds like a scary movie waiting to happen. Yeah. But Me on shrooms. We're thinking woods. I fuck around and drop my glasses. And, and like, now nah, I don't know where to find them. Now I'm lost in it. Then my goddamn iPhone don't work. You got you to gotta go. On, you got to go take shrooms. With a, a map? You need a map? And a flashlight? No, no, no. You need, give me you the need whole a, pack. <laughs> I need the whole survivor kit. You need a babysitter. Oh. You need someone who will watch you that you trust, that has good energy. Like, I fuck with this guy. Oh, this okay. guy is cool. Like, I guess I'm usually the babysitter. Um, And then just go with friends you trust. And then go to a place where you like. I went to the beach when I did it and because uh, I wanted to be around water. And I, it was just, it was relieving. It was, it was good. And I had the babysitter that we had, I trusted. He was calm. He had good energy. Made sure we were okay. We were within the same. Uh, area we weren't because I was running around because uh, that's when I experienced my freedom. I was running around. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a white girl at a festival. I was just running up and down, <laughs> and then like he would come grab me, make sure I was good. And then at the end of it, I was like, man, I feel relieved, and I felt like I had a place in the mm, universe. Mm, okay. Um, and so you telling black people who are the lost tribe of Africa to know that you have a home, to know that you have a home in yeah. shrooms. So you take these shrooms, you'll find yourself. In the yes. world. Just make sure you're in a good place. I don't know if I buy it. Emotionally. Yet. I think everyone should. I don't know if, I, I if, I, if I run into some, I'll give you some and then uh, we'll let you talk about it. I, you know, I'll try it. Okay. I mean, if you've tried shrooms, uh, people who, who want to listen or want to try it, just do it or write in and tell your experience and uh, we'll, we'll talk some shit. We'll yeah. Talk, yeah, we'll talk about it. You can reach us at was the it? Exit Podcast, <laughs> the Exit Strategy Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Send, in, send it in now. 
Send it in. Write your story. Send it in. Um, we need to do the exit strategy. Oh. I had the privilege to visit with some of your wonderful children. The exit strategy. The exit strategy. You know who, who needs the exit strategy this week? Melania Trump. Melania Trump needs an exit strategy this week. That's Why? True. Melania Trump took her babbit ass down to the border in a jacket that says, I don't really care. Do you? <laughs> Did she do that on purpose or here's was that a, no, fashion? No, so, so here's the thing. This is her exit strategy. Uh-huh. Fire your entire staff. Anybody who can read the King's English needs to be fired. Yeah, that was... And tried for treason. That was distasteful. Because they all allowed this atrocity to happen in the front of the entire world. Uh Uh-huh. You wearing this jacket. See, the problem is you thought you was going to go down there and be all casual. I'm going to just throw on this little $40 jacket. She let a $40 jacket... Fuck up her, 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 well, she was already in, like, the doghouse, standing in Michelle's shadow, but this here, that you, okay, so this is what you do. Uh Uh-huh. You fire your whole staff. Uh Uh-huh. Anybody who can read and write in English, because you put it on, and you walk in the front of everybody. Everybody walks behind you. Uh Uh-huh. So, people will probably take a picture of it, like, you see this shit she wearing? Nobody said (laughs) nothing to you. They let you get on the plane with the jacket on. They let you get off the plane. They let you see, they let people with cameras take pictures of you. But do we care, though? That's a real question. Do bro, we care? Bro, we care. Do we really care? Let me tell you why we care. Let uh-huh. me tell you why we care. Because Melania Trump, fuck what you think about her, you still represent the United States of That's America. True. You Everything you do, everything you are should represent the best parts of the land, not the worst. Mm-hmm. You should do your best to distract us from the heartless bigotry and that you cuddle up to every night, but you did it. You allowed yourself to be paraded around like the beautiful puppet that you are, and that's fucked up. But in her defense, I can't let me let me just I want to give you the good with the bad. In her defense, Melania Trump is a model. She's swaggy too. But she's a model. Check yeah. me out. Her whole life, she's just been tossed clothes and said, put this on and go. You feel what I'm saying? That's true. So I can see a situation where her stylist came in and was like, yo, this is what we got going on. You told me to get you something real cash because we're going to do a little pop You know what I mean? It's going to be got this army green for you. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So go ahead, do your thing, rock this, and it's going to be great. So she just probably put it on. She didn't give a fuck. She was like, whatever, I need a little jacket, whatever, whatever. Fire the stylist. Yeah. You have to fire everybody and issue an apology and say this was, you have to say how, because rep- here's the thing, her spokesperson came out and was like, I hope you guys are reporting about the fact that she came down here and not about her wardrobe. And I'm like, you act like we talk about an old cruddy ass denim jacket that she got on, making a big deal out of that. We're talking about a jacket that mm-hmm. says, do you really care? And you're supposed to be going down here to show compassion for these people who are in these camps. And your jacket says, "Do you, I don't really care. Do you? Like, what if these people in this in this camp saw her from, like, a, a ways away, right? Uh-huh. Saw her from a ways away. They didn't get a chance to interact with her. They in this situation locked up in cages and shit or whatever the situation is. The only thing they see is that the, the first lady of the United States of America is wearing a jacket that says, I don't really care. Do you? And how how are those people supposed to feel? 
That's what I'm saying. It lacks compassion and empathy for the situation these people find themselves in, and that's unacceptable. So we can't get rid of her. It, can, it ain't like we can just say, you fire, because we can't fire the president's wife. So she has to fire somebody. Heads need to roll. She need to, like, totally come out and apologize profusely and say that she you just totally distanced herself from that particular um, design. I think his name is... Herve Pierre or something like that. Was that Herve a, Pierre. Was that a Zara jacket? It was a Zara jacket. And it was, first of all, Michelle Obama would never. No. She would never. Michelle Obama was fly and she was appropriate. And she don't, even if she, it was a $40 jacket, she would have made a bitch look expensive. This old cruddy ass jacket looked like something Beyonce would like rehearse in. Yeah. And you wearing it and it says, do, I don't really care, do you. That's, yeah, that's... It was $40. I guess she was trying to say, you know, I want to be more relatable because people can't relate to me. We can't relate to you because we don't fuck with you. And this is why. But here, people have been giving her the bit... Because people feel bad for her for whatever reason. I don't... You know why they feel bad for her? Why? Because she made a shitty decision in marrying the devil. That's why they feel bad for her. People keep saying, oh, maybe she's like... We got to hold her accountable. We absolutely have to hold her accountable. That was a choice that she made. she made a bad decision. You chose. That's what we're talking about here. A choice. A choice to wear a jacket that shows no empathy for the children you're going to visit. You came to these dreadful camps to show empathy. And this is like a slap in their face. Mm -hmm. This is a slap in the face of all the people who try to support you in these these endeavors to show your support. And you out here talking about... I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> Do you? Like, and then these people are trying to defend it. Like, oh, it's just a jacket. It's just a jacket. Like, when you write something on your clothes, that is a fucking statement yeah. that you are making to the world. That's a statement that you're making to the world. And in the camps, too, they have pictures of Trump. So, like, it's, there's, it's this a shit, weird. This psychological yeah, this warfare is, these people are doing, yeah. man. It's fucked up. And so the only way she can get out of this, the only way she can get out of this is to fire her whole team. She got to fire everybody who can read English. She's not, though. So she, from of course a con- she's not. From a conservative perspective, what do you do? Do you apologize? Absolutely. You have to. I, I think so. You have to at least yeah. apologize. Acknowledge that. Somebody hey, got to get fired, too. Maybe not the whole team, but somebody got to get fired. Somebody has to get fired. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if it's the PA or the assistant who ran down to Zara and used the White House credit card to buy that little cheap-ass jacket, <laughs> even if it's just them. Yeah. Because you picked it off. Who picked it off the hanger? Who went to Zara? Who ordered and picked it off the hanger and didn't decide it that she should wear it in this moment? Because what other moment would she have a chance to wear it? Right. You, you know, what? Here, this is the problem I have with Zara and places like H&M. They have the perfect jacket or the perfect pair of jeans or the perfect shirt. But, but there's always one extra thing that's unnecessary yeah. on them. So it'd be like a zipper on the side of your your sleeve. And you're like, this would be a perfect shirt if it didn't have a fucking zipper going down the middle of my chest. Why? It, it doesn't even it does go it goes nowhere. It doesn't unzip Zara anything. always adds one extra fucking thing. And that was the one extra thing. <laughs> nah, but it, you can't Every blame. Time. But you can't blame Zara because Every Zara time. is Zara. Like that's why I don't. It's hard to is, shop at Zara because of. But the thing is, you cannot you thing. cannot blame Zara for this. <laughs> no, you can't. Zara is making clothes for the everyday person, uh-huh. not the, the the first lady of the United States. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? She decided to go ultra casual down to. She wanted to do this pop up visit to the border to see for herself. I want to see for myself. 
and her efforts and her intentions were, well, I'm sure, were pure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were. I don't want to take that away from her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's the execution. You got to be on point if you ever want to get out of Michelle Obama's shadow. If you ever want to be, like, in the, the ranks of, if you want to try, first of all, you better get a, a whole lot of degrees. Yeah, you better. She's go not. Get, they're not gonna. No one's gonna not, be touching you, Obama for a while. Okay, but if you ever want to get on that path, yeah, you gotta start with a whole lot of shit. You know what I mean? You gotta find all them naked pictures of yourself on the, on the internet <laughs> and get them removed because this is gonna be a part of your legacy. You don't understand building a legacy yeah. of bullshit. This is gonna be in the history books. Every time I see, I, I think Obama said this about Trump. He was like. The good thing about Trump is that he's pragmatic, yeah. and he will take everything case by case. And every time I see him have the opportunity to make— I get you're going to be conservative, and so I I will objectively look at, okay, that was a conservative move. But every time he gets to make a good move, he doesn't. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, bro, you're making bad decisions. Your whole team is making nothing but bad decisions. I, I'll put the uh, conservative— aside and be like, all right, that, I don't agree with that, but this was a good move. I get that. Right, right. Bro, he just, they just make bad decisions. As They're a not, whole, yeah, as, a as a unit. unit. As, like, how? <laughs> how do we uh, let this poison seep into, like, the, yeah. the highest office of the land? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Zara had that case where the, their uh, their sweatshop kids were writing messages in what? the pockets. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, That's some old they were putting messages. Tale as and sewing them into the clothes, so when you like, be like, oh, got a hidden pocket. It's like, please help me. It's oh, <laughs> not funny, kid. It's not funny, but what if someone was like, do you, I don't care anymore. Do you, what if that was a message? You know, I'm just playing. That was that was a, that wasn't a damn message. That was like, like a, 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 a design. Somebody designed to... that for like a, a, a rich as I don't know Beverly Hills as high school student. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who don't really have any cares in the world. And then this woman. That's our tone, though. We 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 are apathetic as a people. So if you are apathetic as a people, and this particular jacket represents apathy at its finest, mm-hmm. if it represents that, why then would anybody on your team choose this as a garment to wear and advertise your compassion? That's true. Why would you wear this? So somebody has to, bro, I'm telling you. Somebody. She got she to fire somebody. And she needs to, to apologize. Yeah, but does that make a difference? It doesn't though? make a difference, but it shows that she understands how wrong this was. Yeah. Because we can't really do anything for her. No. We can't even do anything to her. Like, we can't fire her. You know what I mean? We can't we, we can't remove her from office because she's married to this man. Yeah. Only way she leaves is if he leaves. You know? I, I feel like... Not even looking too deep into it, but we do have an apathetic tone as a nation. You right keep now. okay, hard. okay, but it key, is hard to see. At the same time, we entrust the people who we vote for, and I understand uh-huh. that that's an idealistic kind of way to think. We entrust that they will make these decisions to even, to at least show. Because let me tell you something: for all of the dumbass shit, for all the dumbass shit that that uh, George uh, Bush did, uh-huh. Laura Bush would have never done anything like this. Yeah. She would have never done anything. For all the fucked up shit that George Bush did, Laura would have never did anything like this. How could you not know that this is something on the back of your jacket? How could the people walking behind you? So if if she had a I care 
why don't you, Jacket? Wouldn't that be condescending at that point? It, it, don't, it wouldn't have been as bad because this one says, I don't really care. Because yeah. it's like, I'm going down here and I don't really care. I'm going to put my I don't care jacket on. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> what if she was saying I don't care to her husband? Nah, bro. I don't care if you're... Listen, I'm out here wearing buttons and shit. <laughs> you know, I'd be so pro-black. I'm out here wearing buttons to say, you know, black excellence and, uh-huh. you know, black, you know, whatever. Just shit like that because that's the statement that I want to show the world. I chose to put those things on because that's who I am and that's who I want to represent. You know, so when you wear something that has a message on it, we're going to assume that this is the message that you want us to see. And so you got to just be a little bit more cognizant of of what you're saying to the world. That's true. That's a word for everybody. That's a word. I think we I think before we head out, we should uh, put people on real quick. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. bro. Yeah. yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the alchemist. Mm, yeah, it's like a hero for a friend, a hero's journey. I I buy those books for friends. Yeah, um, people that I care about, and a mm. good follow up book is uh, the Celestine Prophecy. Yes, and I think the idea is that we should trust the universe. Yeah, I agree. I we think sh- that. This is one of those books that are like, um, just like the Alchemist, you pass mm-hmm. it hand to hand and you make sure that, like you said earlier, when you care about somebody, you want to put them on to this look and so that they can have this kind of like, you know, openness and awareness of what's going on in their lives. Yes. It, it, it'll it help you find balance in a world that does seem apathetic, yeah. that does seem crazy, and it'll help you center yourself and know how, you know, help you move, yeah. help you navigate. Yeah. Um, if you do trust the universe to kind of... Quote Martin Luther King, the universe always got bends towards justice. All right now. And it'll take you to the right way. See, I know my You, you know, growing, Keith. You're right in front of my eyes. You're growing. Man. You I read, I read about King, and it ain't I have a dream. I'm proud. Tomorrow I'm gonna uh, quote Zora. <laughs> or next week I will. But I ain't gonna I, hold I, my breath. I think uh one of the more important things in that book, the medicine, not to give too much away, but they talk about the four energy control dramas. Mm-hmm. So there's ways that people take your energy. And there's ways that people give energy. And the ways that people take energy is through intimidation or being aloof or being an interrogator or being a poor me. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'm, a, I'm an aloof person, but I'm also an interrogator. So that's how I give and take energy. Now, that's, that's not a good thing about me. Mm-hmm. But when I'm aware of it, I know when I'm being aloof. and I Because when you're aloof, that may cause someone to be more aggressive. Yeah. Or when you're aggressive, that may call someone to be uh, a poor little me. Like, if, oh, like this always happens to me. Or, you know, you, you ever have someone come up to you and be like, yeah, all these things are happening to me and I feel really bad. That drains you of your Absolutely. energy. Yeah, it does. That's a, that's, you don't want to be around that. Yes, that's you know? a control drama. And they do that to take energy from people. Mm. Or they ask you questions to just drain you. So um, I think that was one of the most important lessons that I've learned as an adult is just to be aware of that. And when you are aware of that, you could see that coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you could address it straight on, and then you know how to navigate. That's true. Um, yeah, that book definitely helped me. I'm, I'm a little more aware. I do fall into my aloofness, or I do fall into my interrogator tendencies, but I— I think I'm more aware when people are doing it to me. Now. Well, it's it, it, the half the battle is knowing. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So the fact that you can take the the principles of this book or this particular aspect of the book and grow from it is is what we're trying to put y'all on. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. want to help y'all grow in these same kind of ways. So check out the book. It was on the New York 
Times bestseller list for about 20 years, so it's vetted, you know what I mean? Uh, the story itself is kind of like, um, how would you describe it, Keith? Like, it's a hero's journey, but it's not as good as The Alchemist. Yeah, that, I'll admit that, but the yeah. medicine is is very yeah, good. Yeah, man. So, so take the book, you know, get it, try to digest it, you know, eat the meat, leave the bones, you know what I mean? And pick up the gems whenever you can, and just pay attention, man, so you can navigate the world using, you know, these superpowers that they're going to tell you about. Yep. So you can start to point this shit out and, you know, live a better life. Yep. Exit strategy. We're here to help you get up, get out, and get something. Yeah, man. That's what we're here. The goal is help for the community. Yep, yep, you yep. know what I mean? I think that's it, Keith. What you think? I think that's it. I too. think that's it, y'all. So we want to thank y'all for, you know, taking the time to listen to us talk about things that we have no... <laughs> no f- <laughs> knowledge of. Nope. We just shooting from the hip, you know what I'm saying? Um, and we want to thank y'all for going on this journey with us, you know? Um, and if you want to talk that shit, Phi Beta Sigmore, uh, Zeta Phi Beta, or Beehive, get at me at the exit strategy podcast dot or at gmail.com. Yeah. Put the his, exit strategy podcast at gmail.com. Get at me. Yeah, put his name in the subject. Yeah. Because if I get it and I think you talk about me, then that's you don't want them problems. So, Make sure that you write to Keith, Dear Keith. <laughs> <laughs> or Dear Dickhead. I know that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all reach out, man. We're trying to make this a community kind of situation, man. We want to be able to talk to y'all about some things. And we want to hear your grievances and what you think we should do better. Or, well, no, keep that shit to yourself. Like, just write in if you have something that you want us to input or you think we can work on. Um, as far as, like, putting us on, putting the community on. You feel like, you know, you got a, a situation you want to tell us why you're mad. And, you know, let us know. You know what I mean? We would love to share with the community and help you out, help you get out of your feelings. That's what the exit strategy is all about, helping you get out of your feelings. So write into us, connect with us. And, um, yeah. What, you, what else you got, Keith? That's it. Get That's at it. me. Brat. <laughs> brat, brat, brat. Thanks so much for listening, guys.